Talk to my friend Drew Allen. And I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. Of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen. As diehard conservative. I'm to this guy for wisdom. is absolutely, utterly outrageous. It is appalling. It is un-American. What the Democratic Party is doing openly in front of the American people, not even making any bones about their totalitarian ambitions, about their authoritarianism, it's unprecedented. And you'll have to bear with me. I'm going to find my voice here. But I am... um, Well, I'm trying to deliver this to you in such a way that while what I'm saying is absolutely, it should terrify you. It should terrify you. Not scare you. I'm not trying to scare you. Although perhaps we all need to be a little bit scared, but not scared into hiding, not scared into inaction, but driven to being outspoken, driven to action, and driven to fight back. I am trying to keep my voice, my tone measured. I'm trying to talk about what's happening with this administration, their blatant, outward, jubilant effort to silence the voices of their opposition, to label us enemies, to turn Democrats, other American citizens, permanently against their fellow citizens who disagree with them on on a political basis. And I have never, ever heard such amoral men and women lying from the federal government on a daily basis in my lifetime. This is unprecedented in American history. What the Democratic Party is guilty of and doing right now in America is worse than anything that's ever happened in this country. That includes the Civil War. I am not talking about the bloodshed that followed in the Civil War, but I am talking about from a historical point of view the way they are regressing, the way they are transforming, the way they are showing themselves as evil, totalitarian dictators, that has never happened in America. When you get into the issue of slavery, that existed from the beginning, and we fought for many, many decades until we got to a point where we fought a civil war to eradicate it. But we are beyond that, We're beyond that, and we have had freedom, and we have become oh so close to realizing the vision of America from its founding of freedom and equality for all. We have been on the cusp of creating as perfect a union as could ever be created in a mortal world in which we live. And now, well, this has never happened before. We, we have the White House gaslighting like 
like I've never seen in my lifetime. We have them actually now, well, openly colluding, admitting that they're colluding with Facebook and big tech to silence whatever opinions that they disagree with. I mean, we, this is Nazi Germany. This is Soviet Russia. And it is in America right now, and it is represented by the Democratic Party. They are absolutely evil, and their brazenness is something to be most feared. Now, they, of course, now are trying to, well, to use COVID for everything, to, to achieve their totalitarian ends. And so... I want to go back, though, because they are accusing. Jin Psaki said today on TV, there's about 12 people who are producing 65% of anti-vaccine misinformation on social media platforms. And um, I want to talk about misinformation because the Democratic Party is the party of misinformation. They're not just the party of misinformation, the party of lies. We had Adam Schiff, who was to Russia collusion, as Fauci is with COVID, who said he had evidence of Russian collusion. He went on TV dozens of times, hundreds of times probably, saying, yep, Russia collusion, it's coming. We got the Mueller investigation coming. We hope it, it reaches and, and finds a conclusion that he's guilty, and it didn't. Russia collusion was lied. It was fabricated. It was paid for by the Democratic Party and Hillary Clinton's campaign. And the media propagated that lie for a year or more. Russia collusion. And that fell flat. It was made up and invented. But when it comes to this COVID misinformation campaign, well, the Democratic Party should put themselves in prisons, put zip ties around their wrists, and stuff their mouths with socks and stick tape around it so they can never speak again. Because they're the leading offenders, the prime offenders, the sole offenders of COVID disinformation that actually led to death that they're saying is the danger of COVID misinformation. People are going to get killed because of it. Do you remember America's frontline doctors? They're the group of doctors who stood outside of the Supreme Court, gave a press conference, and they said hydroxychloroquine worked. Masks were ineffective. And that video got millions of views. And it was removed. It was censored by Facebook, by Twitter. It was taken off. You know, of course, Trump was touting the benefits of hydroxychloroquine. Something had been used to treat malaria. It wasn't some new experimental drug. It's been around for a long, long time. And they said they were lying. They were going to get people killed. Hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. And I'm actually going to play for you that clip because it's very important. I think it's more effective to listen to what they said. 
and then make my point. So when there's a video out there for a bunch of people spouting something that isn't true. And this video featured a group of people calling themselves America's frontline doctors. They did a press event in front of the Supreme Court. And this video showed these people saying that you don't need masks, claiming that there is a cure out there, that hydrochloroquine is effective, and that recent studies showing otherwise are fake science. And although the platforms did ultimately take the video down, they, as you said, uh, these, this video got more than 14 million views, just goes to show you how quickly things like this misinformation can spread. The president again today repeated his endorsement of hydroxychloroquine, which the FDA said in June should not be used for COVID because it does not have known effects, known benefits, and it does have known risks for cardiac effects. Hydroxychloroquine is not effective in the treatment of coronavirus disease or COVID-19. I'm going to stop there. So when there's a video out there spouting something that isn't true, well, of course, we know now in 2021 that what these frontline doctors were saying has been proven to be true. Fauci and the Democratic Party and the propagandist media who are Democrats themselves who simply spin and push the narratives that the Democratic Party wishes to be out there, defends them, hides their, their, their crimes, and pushes forward conspiracy theories day in and day out, well, they discredited these frontline doctors. They posted headlines, I think, in USA Today, for example, that said, you know, uh, America's frontline doctors may be real doctors, but experts say they don't know what they're talking about, which you just heard with Fauci. They may be real doctors. Do you see how this works, folks? You can be a doctor. You can have a PhD. You can have just as many credentials as anyone on the left, but if you disagree with what they're trying to push forward and what they say, well, you're discredited. It doesn't matter. You do not have rights in this country if you are not a Democrat, and you do not tow the line that the Democratic Party says you must tow. If you speak against them, you're finished, you're canceled, you're silenced, you're gone. And so here we have the media trying to destroy Trump, trying to destroy these frontline doctors who said that hydroxychloroquine was an effective treatment against COVID-19. And then they say that this is a conspiracy being, being spread. The, this video of them saying hydroxychloroquine worked was removed from the internet. It was censored for being dangerous misinformation. And yet they were right and Fauci and the Democratic Party were wrong and lied. But there's no repercussions for them. You know, we know now that hydroxychloroquine and zinc save countless lives. Countless lives. How many, how many Americans who came down with COVID died in the absence of a vaccine, in the absence of any other treatment, died because Fauci and the Democratic Party hated Trump, hated that he supported hydroxychloroquine? And so they did not allow that to be used as a treatment. They have blood on their hands and they have the audacity to come out and accuse us still of spreading dangerous misinformation about the virus. And of course, Fauci flip-flopped left, right, center, up and down. He has his pants down now. Masks don't work. Masks work. Wear two masks. Wear 19 masks. I mean, they're the ones who are guilty of misinformation.
But it's worse than that. Because their censorship, what they deem to be dangerous misinformation, isn't limited to COVID. It extends to everything. Anything that may cause harm. Let me put it this way, actually. The Democratic Party is willing, and Facebook and Twitter willing to be accomplices in this, they're willing to silence anything that is true. And that's the point. The truth is verboten. Okay? I've got an article here from The Federalist from uh, July 16th, 2021. Okay? From yesterday. Here's the headline. Are you ready for this? Federal prosecutor deliberately delayed Hunter Biden probe to shield 2020 election. What am I talking about? Just go through this with me, if you will. U.S. Department of Justice officials deliberately delayed an investigation into Hunter Biden's potential tax law violations and sketchy overseas business dealings because of the effect it could have on the presidential election, according to a Politico report. Delaware's U.S. attorney, David Weiss, allegedly postponed allowing prosecutors to obtain search warrants and issue grand jury subpoenas last summer after facing pressure from other officials who feared the investigation's influence on the 2020 presidential election and now President Joe Biden's campaign. Here's a quotation mark. This is about the laptop. Remember the laptop. The laptop that came about that... Hunter Biden himself had dropped off at a repair store and never came back to get and was turned into the FBI that had damning information on it about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and their collusion with China and everything else. Here's the quotation. They advised him to avoid taking any actions that could alert the public to the existence of the case in the middle of a presidential election, reported Politico one of the many corporate media outlets that brushed off the possibility of any wrongdoing by Hunter despite the discovery of his incriminating laptop. That was not allowed to be shared either. That's not COVID. That's simply something that could harm the Democrats and reveal them as the corrupt criminals that they are. The DOJ has two standards of justice. But it's worse because, you know, in Donald Trump's case, when they, they, they tried to prosecute him on the basis of tax stuff and on the basis of Russia collusion, quid pro quo, that was all fabricated. It wasn't even true. They invented it. They had to invent it, and they pushed the narrative forward. But when you have a narrative that doesn't need to be massaged, doesn't need to be invented, when the narrative exists as it is and is actually a true factual story, which is the case of Hunter Biden and his corruption— He's working for Burisma. His, his deals uh, with the, the, the mayor of Moscow's wife. And so on and so forth. Well, that the Democrat Party suppresses. They simply call it Russia collusion again or fake news. And it's not allowed to be put out into the, the, the world. And, you know, the Washington Post, which doesn't live by this, of course, they still post, you know, democracy dies in darkness. Well, that's true. And that's what's happening. And what the Democrats are pushing to do is to do what the Nazis did in Germany. 
They're looking to take over and monopolize all of the outlets of information in this country and to create simply nothing more than propaganda. That's what the Nazis did. You couldn't get truth anywhere. You couldn't get information anywhere. They controlled everything. And that's what the Democrats are trying to do. And look, they've been on this trajectory for a long time. Remember, they tried to do this with Rush Limbaugh and get him off the air and any other conservatives who had voices on the air. They didn't like the competition of AM radio. So they tried to pass that fairness doctrine and so on and so forth. Equal time, right? So the conservatives couldn't come out and say their ideas. And of course, you have journalists. You have Lester Holt, for example, who just gave that speech when he accepted an award recently where he came out and said, you know, we don't have a responsibility to consider both sides when one side is not true. I mean, this is, this is so dangerous. And you see it in your daily life. If you talk to a Democrat voter, well, two things happen. One, just like the Democrats, I pointed out, when, when they, they put the headline, you know, that... Uh, you know, America's frontline doctors may be real doctors, but experts say they don't know what they're talking about, right? So, you know, if you, if you disagree, if you're not part of the propagandist media machine, the Democrat machine, you're just, you know, you're not an expert. You're derided, ridicule, ridiculed, and, uh, you, you know, you're deemed to have no authority to talk about a subject. And so if you don't get your news from the propagandists, from the CNNs, NBCs, etc., well, Democrats are going to say, Ha, ha, ha. Oh, you, could, you, you got your information from some discredited source. If you didn't get it from CNN, it's not even real. That's happened to me before. That happens to me all the time with my former Democrat friends that are no longer friends of mine. But there's a distinction to be made because those who align with the Democrat Party, not all of them, but many of them, they are totalitarian-leaning in their daily lives in the way they, they, they think and look at things. They're arrogant. They're condescending. And they believe, truthfully, that only they are smart enough that they should be able to dictate how other people, people live because other people are too stupid. That's the attitude. These are the attitudes of my former friends. I've heard them say these things to me in conversation about laws and, and, and governing officials. It's like, well, you know, well, some people are just too stupid. They need to be. Uh, they, they can't make decisions for themselves because they're just too dumb to do so. And the Democratic Party preys on that. They bring that out. The Democrat Party brings out the worst in mankind. But to get back to this fact that a federal prosecutor deliberately delayed Hunter Biden, uh, this Hunter Biden probe to shield the 2020 election, think about that. And also, can you imagine if this had happened and the shoe was on the other foot, so to speak? Can you imagine, for example, if Donald Trump behaved in this sort of way? If you found out that a federal prosecutor deliberately delayed something into Donald Trump, there'd be riots in the streets. And that's proof to the point, too. Conservatives, Republicans, we are moral individuals who have moral standards that don't change. We're not violent individuals. We don't believe the means justify the ends. We are bound by morality. We are constrained but the Democrat Party is not, and that is the problem. That's what we're up against now. We are fighting an enemy that does not have morals. There is no stop for them. There is nothing they will not do. And this gets into the 2020 stolen election. I mean, as we look at what the Democrat Party is capable of, of everything they do and say is a lie, 
to punish and destroy their political opposition and defend and protect themselves. I mean, this is, this proves our point. That why would they not go to ends to steal the 2020 election? And of course, we know it's looking more and more every day that they did. We knew all this in the beginning, but they, of course, wrote us off even when we made these claims about these obvious signs of corruption in the, in the 2020 election. They said, oh, that's fake news. You guys are conspiracy theorists. Well, of course, we know we're proven time and time again that the Democrat Party, whenever they say something's a conspiracy theorist, well, it just means they're guilty. You know, the Georgia Secretary of State is just now explaining why he, he's, he's discovering uh, at this point, more than 10,000 illegal votes cast in 2020. This is from the Federalist as well. During a detailed discussion with a Federalist on Wednesday, representatives from the Georgia Secretary of State's office provided their perspective on new evidence suggesting more than 10,300 Georgian voters illegally cast ballots in the November 2020 general election. Now, this is fact. This is true. He's talking about it. But if you read NBC, they're saying already... They're saying, oh, no, 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 this is, false. This is fake news. Uh, there's only been like 200 or 300 false ballots cast. It's not enough to change the election. They're lying through their teeth again and again. The media, you cannot believe anything the media says. That's what's true. And they have destroyed themselves. They've done this to themselves. And you and I are not stupid. We're not going to go along with this. And they are destroying the republic. They are absolutely reprehensible individuals who are not journalists at all. They're propagandists. They do the, the Democrat Party's bidding. And they're corporatists who are going along with the Democrat Party who want to see totalitarianism in America. But I want to read a little bit more of this article. Shortly after the November 2020 election, Mark Davis, the president of Data Productions, Inc., and an expert in voter data analytics and residency issues, determined from national change of address records that nearly 35,000 Georgia voters who indicated they had moved from one Georgia county to another voted in the 2020 general election in the county from which they had moved. Kurt Hilbert, one of President Trump's lead attorneys in the Georgia case, told the Federalists that this category of potentially illegal votes served as one of the 33 categories of voting irregularities underlying the president's challenge to the Georgia election results. Now, he, he filed a 64-page complaint with thousands of pages of sworn affidavits and expert re reports filed against the Georgia Secretary of State. This is in early December of last year. And, of course, Trump alleged, right, that the state violated, well, they allowed at least 40,279 individuals to vote who had moved across county lines. I mean, even 10,000 now they're saying they've got proof of. And NBC is acting like this isn't a problem. This didn't happen. It's just fake news. And so what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? I mean, where is the Republican Party, by the way? You know, we have so many scandals right now, so many scandals that in the past should and would end any presidency. I mean, Richard Nixon resigned because of Watergate, because he sent a couple of people in the Democrat National Committee's uh, headquarters to tap their phones. And now we know that Joe Biden's administration is using the military to fly illegal aliens from border states into the center of this country. That should end Joe Biden's presidency. 
That's enough. That should do it. He is aiding and abetting illegal immigrants, violating our laws, and helping them do it. We have Hunter Biden, who is now an artist. He's now an artist. He picks up, he picks up a couple of, uh, uh, you know, I don't even think he uses any, any brushes. He just throws paint at a canvas. And now he's selling his work to secret purchasers, of which we will never know the identities because that's, well, that's the brilliant part of what he's doing in the art world. Their identities can't be disclosed. He's working with art dealers to sell his art for up to $500,000 a piece. And we can't find out who's going to pay for these art. This is what the Clintons did. I mean, this is scandalous. This is, this is pay for play. Enemy nations are going to enrich Hunter Biden, Joe Biden. While he's president, they're going to use his son to get to Joe Biden. This is as corrupt as it gets. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm honestly at a loss for words because this stuff is, is staggering. It's unprecedented, as I have said, and it's happening every day. Every day. We have a general, Milley, Mark Milley, I think his name is. His last name is definitely Milley. He's the one who's all in for teaching our soldiers to be woke. All in for teaching our soldiers about their white privilege and racism and teaching them critical race theory. He's all in for that. And we now discover that he was willing to participate in a, in a, in a, in a potential coup. That he had given direct orders and advice and talked openly through emails or something along the sorts, some, some chain of communication, in which he said, you know, essentially that well, they, they need to be ready to use the military to remove Trump from office if he's not going to leave. This is a, a general of the United States of America talking about this, as if we're a third world country. I mean, this is how openly totalitarian these people are. And actually, I'm going to play a clip now that defines the Democratic Party, and I'll get into it a little bit more. You know, look, we're going all over the place, but it's all towards the same end, which is the totalitarianism of the Democrat Party and what their plans are for this nation. And I am just, I, look, my brain right now is so overloaded with, with information that has my blood boiling, overloaded with information that is just absolutely anti-American, which should have every American moving into the streets and protest. That I'm just, I am just, look, I'm doing my best to just get through it point by point. And we're not going to get to everything, but that's why there's going to be more broadcasts. But I've got to let you know what's going on in this country. And I'm just telling you my opinion. You know, I'm not telling you what to think and how to feel, but I'm trying to give you the facts and I'm being honest about how I feel. And I have a feeling many of you feel this way too. But... What I'm trying to do is at least break it down and give you the pieces, the pieces that matter, the pieces that are happening and trying to string it all together to put it in some way that everyone can digest and understand. Because I know that you listening are actually patriotic Americans who have jobs and are working for a living. You're trying to take care of your families and do what every American should be doing. And so I take this job very seriously and I want you to know I want you to know that I say everything I mean. I am not trying to be speak in hyperbole. That is never something I do. I do not say things to get attention. I do not say things to cause a stir. I say things because they're true and because I love America and I love you and my fellow citizens and I care about my posterity. So I'm going to take a really short break here to collect myself. I'm going to play a clip of this Surgeon General in the, Ob in the uh, 
There we go again. Obama, if you've heard this show, you know what I think about that. Obama and Biden, it's the same thing. Biden's definitely not running the show, but I'm going to play a clip from the Surgeon General that defines the Democratic Party and what they're doing. All right, this is Drew Allen. I'll be right back. And we're back, folks. Highly anticipated next segment of this broadcast at the Drew Allen Show. Striking fear in the hearts of the Democrats because I'm 34 years old, a millennial, and not yet indoctrinated, never will be indoctrinated. I've lived in the circles of Democrats my entire adult life, and I have come out of the lion's den with more conviction in my pinky than many have in their entire bodies. So, um, <laughs> I don't know if that made sense. But here we are. So, you know, before I get into this, this clip that I promised about this uh, Marxist, totalitarian, Nazi um, Surgeon General, you know, it's amazing. They, they, they accused Trump of Russia collusion. And Russia collusion, essentially, you know, they didn't, they, 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 they did not, well, they admitted that Russia collusion was not about actually hacking any kind of voting equipment. It wasn't about actually changing any votes. It was just that the Russians were putting out misinformation to help Trump get elected. But of course, what are the Democrats doing? And Joe Biden doing every day. They're putting out misinformation. Misinformation about the January 6th insurrection, which was not an insurrection at all. They put out misinformation saying that the, the Republicans are the party of defund the police. I mean, if anybody's guilty of any kind of collusion, well, well look, we had the, the Jinsaki I talked about in the first segment earlier, earlier on this program, in which she is now openly colluding with Facebook, Twitter, and the rest of the, the tech world to suppress speech that they disagree with, literally colluding to eliminate free speech in this country. So, I mean, Trump never committed any collusion, but they're committing collusion in broad daylight. I mean, where's the impeachment? You know, this is, if Democrats had any sort of, well, we know they don't have any morality. They don't stand for anything except for themselves. Uh, everything's fluid with them. They don't mean anything. They'll change on a dime as long as it suits them. But if they did have any sort of integrity... Uh, they would be impeaching uh, the Joe Biden uh, himself right now. But, of course, that's not happening. And, you know, I was thinking about something else in that short break. You know, nobody's given the, uh, <clears throat> you know, Jin Psaki and the Democrats talk about these anti-vaxxers, misinformation, anti-vaccines. But nobody's given anti-vaxxers more ammunition than Democrats. I mean, they're responsible for the greatest anti-vax movement in the history of America. They're turning people who are pro-vaccine into anti-vaxxers. I mean, they're demanding everyone get vaccinated. And then they're saying, you know, I mean, let's just think about how stupid the Democratic Party is. Here's one point to make, right? So a vaccine is meant to protect the individual against getting a virus. And they are saying that people who haven't been vaccinated are putting those who have been vaccinated at risk. So if you get vaccinated, 
Well, apparently there's no point in getting a vaccine because getting the vaccine doesn't mean anything because you can still get the vaccine. In Los Angeles, of course, abusing emergency powers, Eric Garcetti and L.A. County are now reinstituting indoor mask mandates. I mean, it doesn't end for these people. I mean, why, e- even if I was like all in for the vaccine, you know, why would I feel compelled to get a vaccine when they're saying, now we have a Delta variant, now we have a Zeta variant, now we have this variant, now we have another uh, sorority variant, a fraternity variant. And it's showing that the vaccine, well, it's ineffective against preventing uh, the, the getting of that virus. Oh my God, these new, these new strains of the virus Holy cow, the vaccine's not working. I mean, they're, ta- they're saying this. I mean, they're the ones who are doing this. They're the ones who are promoting anti-vaccine culture. And I want you to remember, too, back when I played that clip of uh, those individuals on the drive-by media, the propagandist media, who were out there saying essentially that, um, what were they saying? Let me reach out, reach back into the crevices of my mind here. Uh, well, they were touting that if uh, individuals, those people on the frontline doctors, so to speak, that uh, they were they were you know threatening the health, well-being, putting people's lives at risk by coming out and saying that you know hydroxychloroquine worked. Um, well, this is a rare moment where I've lost my train of thought, but I'm going to come back to it in a minute. Don't you worry. I'll come back there. I'm distracted because what I do here, folks, by the way, you know, I, I look at these news stories throughout the day, I screenshot them, and I try and figure out what's going to, what's most important to talk about. And uh, before I play the clip of the, the, the Surgeon General, you know, the CDC, for example, is, um, well, they just finalized an order allowing unaccompanied children to enter the U.S. in exception to the pandemic rule. So here they are talking about how the unvaccinated are, well, the greatest danger to everyone in this country. We're irresponsible. You're irresponsible if you haven't gotten the vaccine. And yet they're letting people who are unvaccinated from third world countries come in here. No problem. Does that make any sense to you whatsoever? Meanwhile, Cuba, they're telling the Cuban people, do not come. You won't be allowed. There's no way for you to come. You're risking your life if you, if you make that 90-mile journey um, across the ocean to come to America. Because those people like America, and the people from the third world country are coming here for welfare, and they hate America. They don't care about America. They just want the freebies. And then, of course, I've got another article here, by the way. I've got, um, do you know, I don't, I don't have TikTok. I'm not into communism and downloading communist-controlled apps on my phone. But a TikTok star named Addison Ray, well, she's threatened with blacklisting because I guess she did a TikTok video where she said hello to Trump. Literally, that was it. She said, hi, Trump, something along those lines. And so she's being doxxed, uh, destroyed, targeted for that. Do you realize how sick these people are? Now, y- you and I, we never look at a human being who says they're for Biden and we say, oh, we, we want to cancel you, we want to destroy your life. And that's my point about the difference of ideology. Um people who are Democrats, largely. You know, liberalism, leftism, is a mental illness. That is absolutely true. It's a mental illness. Because 
Those people look at someone who disagrees with them and want to destroy them. Now, they don't want to talk to them. They don't want to debate them. They don't want to have to compete with rational thought and ideas. They don't want to challenge themselves. They just want to destroy you. Because the reality is Democrats cannot defend themselves. Their policies are absolutely detrimental, proven so. Just like communism, right? What we've seen in Cuba. They say, oh, all this stuff happening, the protesters, you know, the poverty here. It's not because of communism. It's because the American, uh, because of the United States of America put embargoes on us. You know, they always just point the finger somewhere else. They never take responsibility. But anyway, uh, liberals are sick people. And, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm to a point where I, I actually don't care anymore. You know, you, you can trust on me to speak freely, trust in me to just speak freely and speak my mind and be honest because um, things are so ridiculous right now, so, so frightening, so disgusting and disturbing that I don't care anymore. I don't care. There's nothing you can do to me, nothing you can say to me to silence my voice. I do not care. We are at war. Right now, it's still ideological, but the Democrats are pushing this further and further towards something beyond ideological. I mean, they're targeting their political opposition, using the FBI um, to arrest them. They're encouraging Americans who are Democrats to report, uh, well, conservatives and Trump supporters as domestic terrorists. That's what it comes down to, right? That's the message. If you're a Trump supporter... If you're anti-Biden, anti-Marxism, well, you're a domestic terrorist, and that's where it's at. But I, this guy, Mark Milley, by the way, I know I'm going all over the place I said it, but Mark Milley, this general I was talking about, Trump mistakenly appointed this guy, by the way. He's a holdover from the Trump administration. Trump made a few mistakes like that, no doubt. Um, but this Mark Milley guy is, um, is coming out and saying absolutely absurd Things and apparently this this Washington Post reporter's upcoming book, and uh, Milley was concerned Trump and his allies might attempt a coup after the November 2020 election, and he compared Trump's lies about election fraud to the rhetoric used by Adolf Hitler as he rose to power in Germany. Now, now Milley is a look. This guy's a disgrace. Hey, General Milley, I want you to listen to this program. I want you to listen to me. You're a disgrace. Um, you should not be wearing that uniform. You're not an American by any ideological standard. And you're uh, spitting on the graves of every great American who came before you. You're a disgrace to the army, to our military, to this great nation. And not only that, you're one of the stupidest sons of you-know-what. I'm sure you use that language common where you're from in the military. But you're one of the stupid, stupidest SOBs on the planet. You say this is a Reichstag moment. All right, the gospel of the Fuhrer. Now, now, Millie probably doesn't even know what the Reichstag was, this stupid piece of excrement. Uh, the Reichstag moment was, I've talked about this before, but I'm going to hit on it before I get to the clip. The Reichstag moment is the moment a alleged communist sympathizer was arrested for setting fire to the parliament building in Germany known as the Reichstag. And the Nazi party used that incident to accuse all of the communists, all of the communist politicians in the parliament, of plotting future insurrections. And they use that one isolated incident, which may or may not even have been true, to throw all of the communists out of parliament, to turn all of the German citizenry against the Communist Party, 
And eventually they killed, executed the leader of the Communist Party in Germany. So the Reichstag moment is actually what the Democratic Party is doing. That's what they're doing with January 6th. That's their Reichstag moment. The Democrats are using January 6th, which was not an insurrection at all, to label Republicans and Trump supporters as domestic terrorists and accusing us of plotting future insurrections being dangerous, the most dangerous threat to this this country since the Civil War. That's what they're saying. So General Milley, you fool, you pathetic disgrace of a human being, you piece of excrement, um, you got it wrong, buddy, because you're part of the Reichstag. You're part of the Nazi movement. You're the one who's pe- preaching the gospel of the Fuhrer. And the Democratic Party is our own uh, Fourth Reich here in America. But anyway, uh, to make my point, this is a perfect, perfect uh, transition. So I'm going to play the clip of um, some Fuhrer talk from the Surgeon General. Here we go, folks. That's preventing us from ending this pandemic. Today, I issued a Surgeon General's advisory on the dangers of health misinformation. Surgeon General advisories are reserved for urgent public health threats. And while those threats have often been related to what we eat, drink, and smoke, today we live in a world where misinformation poses an imminent and insidious threat to our nation's health. Health misinformation is false, inaccurate, or misleading information about health according to the best evidence at the time. And while it often appears innocuous on social media apps, on retail sites, or search engines, the truth is that misinformation takes away our freedom to make informed decisions about our health and the health of our loved ones. Now, you know the saying, if it looks like a duck, if it sounds like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Well, this guy looks like a loser, sounds like a loser, talks like a loser, And he is, in fact, a loser. This guy probably got bullied in school, and he probably should have been bullied in school because he's a jackass, a donkey. Okay, I can say that on the air because I'm not using profanity. Uh, The Democrat Party is the party of the jackass. And this guy is uh, evidence of the jackass. And there's no better symbol uh, that I could think of to define the Democrat Party than a bunch of stubborn idiots who uh, hee-haw all day long. But this guy's a totalitarian, and he's, of course, suggesting that misinformation is uh, somehow against freedom, which is fascinating because this is totalitarian talk. So if there are voices out there that disagree with this guy, well, that's threatening freedom. Do you understand how these people think? This, this guy, I don't know his name, I don't care about his name, Surgeon General is what he is, his position is in the federal government, but he's a jackass. And uh, this gentleman is saying that if you don't agree with him, well, freedom is at risk. Our freedom is actually at risk because this idiot, this totalitarian, this horrible person, and I'm telling you folks, my blood's boiling over and I'm not going to hold back language anymore. We've been doing that for too long, and we've lost the ideological war on so many fronts. So we've got to put it back in these people's faces, call them out, and ridicule them. This guy, this guy's got, well, he's got AOC brain power, which is to say about 10. His IQ is about 10. Um, and of course, we've already spent this whole show talking about the misinformation, and the misinformation is all coming from the Surgeon General. 
the Democrats, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Barack Obama, Dr. Fauci, they're the misinformation extraordinaires. And so they want to now continue to label all of us on the right as, well, it's all about life and death for these people. They realized it worked with COVID, and now they're using that to push it forward. You know, our voices and our information and our contrary views, well, it's a matter of life and death. So if it's a matter of life and death, you can shut down the economy. If it's a matter of life and death, you can take away liberty. If it's a matter of life and death, you can force people to put masks on their faces. You can, you can institute curfews. You can do anything you want to the American people if it's a matter of life and death. And this, of course, too, is a matter of life and death, right? Our free speech is a matter of life and death. Our free speech is getting people killed. So because it's a matter of life and death, free speech no longer exists. They're going to have to squash us out, eradicate us from the face of the earth, And that's what this guy's saying, and that's what's so disgusting. But of course, the other disgusting point is that he's a gaslighter. He's projecting. The Democrat Party and Dr. Fauci have gotten more people killed than anyone else in this country. They've been proven wrong, been proven to be liars, spreaders of misinformation. For over a year, Russia collusion, quid pro quo, all of it. Made up, fabricated lie. And then here they go. Oh, we're the ones who are spreading misinformation. You know, when we said that it was damning what was on that laptop of Hunter Biden, him with a crack hose, him, you know, smoking cigarettes with underage girls. Oh, that was Russian misinformation. And so that was taken offline. We were attacked. We were ridiculed. We were called conspiracy theorists. And of course, here we are. We were right, vindicated, as usual. Do you get the trend here? Do you understand this now? The Democrat Party can't be trusted. They have to be defeated, annihilated, off the face of the earth, period. Because if it's not them, it's going to be us. So this is the point. Wake up. Get ready to fight. we got to be in a wartime mentality because that's what's happening. We might yet not yet be at war with them, but we better get to war with them because they've been at war with us for decades. And now... The chickens have come home to roost, and they don't care. They're going to come out full force and institute, well, the Fourth Reich here in America. But, you know, I said before I had lost my train of thought, but I have gotten my train of thought back. Are you ready for this, folks? So my point was, you know, it's interesting because when you listen to them talk about uh, these frontline doctors— who were coming out and saying that hydroxychloroquine was a great treatment, that it could save lives, and they said, no, no, hydroxychloroquine, I might not have played it in that clip, but what they said was, no, no, studies have found that hydroxychloroquine are causing heart problems in people, and it's dangerous, and so we can't, we can't you know, issue this as a remedy, we can't issue this uh, as, as some kind of um, uh, treatment for, for COVID-19. Where are they now, by the way? How does this apply? This is what's so frustrating and maddening, right? So, so, you know, hydroxychloroquine, they were saying, which wasn't true, they lied about it, that studies were showing that hydroxychloroquine had some negative effects. And because it had some negative effects, well, we couldn't issue it. We couldn't allow people to receive it, even though they had no no other options, so to speak. 
But we now know that this vaccine has killed more people, more Americans than died on 9-11 in the Twin Towers. More than 3,000 people have died as a result. This is, this is going back. It's more than that by now. But more than 3,000 Americans have lost their lives as a direct result of uh, effects from getting the vaccine. Children under 18 who have gotten the vaccine are developing heart problems. And yet the vaccine hasn't been paused, hasn't been stopped. The FDA, Dr. Fauci, the Surgeon General, POS, he's not out there saying, ooh, you know, we're spreading misinformation about the vaccine because the vaccine, well, it's actually causing people to die. It's actually causing heart problems in young people. No, they're full steam ahead. It's unbelievable. It's remarkable. And, you know, the point of all of this, um, who gets attacked every time the Democrat Party makes a target? We are the enemy in every single scenario, every made-up narrative, every piece of propaganda. It's always aimed at you and me, at the conservatives, at anyone who is not a Democrat. And can you imagine, for example, if Facebook, Twitter, they started removing videos of Dr. Fauci? Accusing Fauci of spreading misinformation? Can you imagine if Facebook and Twitter had suppressed the free speech of Fauci and these anchors at CNN and so on and so forth that you heard before who were spreading misinformation about hydroxychloroquine? Just think about it for a moment. Just take five seconds, close your eyes, and imagine. Fauci is spreading misinformation, and his videos of his interviews are being removed wiped off the face of the earth on the internet. Well, they would lose their freaking minds, of course. But that's what they're doing to us. And the point is, this is a cold civil war. There is no common ground. None whatsoever. Because you and I, the conservatives, are the enemy to the Democratic Party. And what the Democratic Party wants to do, they are a communist party, okay? Let's make that clear. They're totalitarians, and they want to enslave every American. They want to rule over us in perpetuity. They want us to depend on them. They want to eradicate the Constitution and destroy, get rid of the notion that we have unalienable rights. That's what they do time and time again. That's why they're sending people door-to-door -door now to check and see if you've been vaccinated, and if you have not, they've got a needle in their hands ready to stick you in the arm? That's not America. That's not freedom of choice. That's not individuality. They are celebrating exactly what happens in Cuba, and that's why that, 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 those protests are so important at this time in our history because they demonstrate that what's happened in Cuba is a disaster, and what the Democrat Party wants to happen in America is to make us Cuba. Cubans want to become American. Democrats want to create Cuba and want to rule over, you know, well, they want to be a Cuban regime, a totalitarian regime. And so we can no longer sit here and say, oh, your ideas are valid. or whatever. Someone's right and someone's wrong, okay? You need to stare in the mirror. You need to think long and hard. 
Because during the Civil War, I just want to give you this as an example. Look, hey, don't take it from me. Joe Biden is the one who stated that we haven't been this divided since the Civil War. He said it, not me. But he was right. I agree with him on one point and one point only. And we haven't been this divided since the Civil War. But during the Civil War, what were we divided about? What were the grounds that we were divided upon? Well, Abraham Lincoln said, you know, I don't believe this house will fall, but it will become all one thing or another. It will be all for slavery or all against slavery. There was no common ground. There wasn't common ground between those who promoted and supported slavery and those who were opposed to the evil, vile, vicious practice of slavery. How do you find common ground there? Okay, well, it's okay that you have like a couple slaves, but maybe not five slaves. You can only have two, a maximum of two. But, uh, you know, no, slavery's wrong or slavery's right. And slavery was wrong. Well, it's the same today. We're right. They're wrong. The Constitution is good. It doesn't need to be destroyed. It cannot be destroyed. Our rights are unalienable. They want to argue that our rights come from them. There's no common ground there. So get it out of your mind. Get a wartime mentality. Dig your heels in. Stand up tall and proud and understand that we are at war. We are a nation at war. And this gets... Well, this gets me into another point that drives me absolutely insane. Where are the Republicans? Where are they? Look, I don't mean to attack... You know, I'm not into the circular firing squad, but some points need to be made, and I'm sorry if I'm using you and you listen to this show and you're a congressman, because look, I admire many of you, but I've got to use you as an example. We've got Matt Gates, who I, uh, I appreciate. He stood up for Trump. He's a patriot, no doubt. He's got a good heart. But he's out there making uh, making waves, getting in the news because he's all about the free Britney movement. There's a movement in the Republican Party to pass legislation to, to end these conservatorships or whatever they're called, you know, that are allegedly responsible for Britney Spears being in the position she's allegedly been in. I don't care about Britney Spears right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, yes, I'm sympathetic to a certain certain point, about whatever's happened to Britney Spears, but the nation's going to hell and it's being destroyed, and the Democratic Party is censoring, ending free speech, colluding with Facebook, Google, Twitter, so that we can't get information, so that we can't get our points of view out there. They're labeling conservatives and non-Democrats as domestic terrorists, Comparing us to the terrorists that attacked the Twin Towers on 9-11, except even saying that we're worse than them? They are laying the groundwork to, well, to investigate us unconstitutionally simply because we disagree with them? I mean, here we are living in our own version of Nazi Germany. Here we are living in our own version of the Soviet Union, with the Stasi, the Stasi who encouraged individuals to rat out their neighbors who were opposed to the present government and spoke out against them. So here we are living in a totalitarian, on the, on, we're, we're staring into totalitarian darkness in America, 
And Matt Gates is out here talking about the Free Britney movement. I mean, what in the H-E double hockey sticks is going on? Where is the Republican Party? Where, where are you, Mitch McConnell? You're an SOB too, by the way. I have no respect for you whatsoever. You're out there spending your time on TV encouraging Americans to get vaccinated. That's where their minds are. That's where their minds are. While you and I lose sleep every night, because we see exactly the things I'm talking about here, the attack on our civil liberties, the attack on Americans, the destruction of our country. Well, what's Mitt Romney? What, what, well, Mitt Romney's somebody else, by the way. But what's Mitch McConnell worried about? Okay, you guys need to get vaccinated. Um, we, need to, we need to figure out a way to find common ground with the Democrats on this um, infrastructure bill. Um, we're going to prove that we can make things work. We're going to prove things that uh, bipartisan still exist in, in Congress. We're in the midst of the days leading up to a civil war. And Mitch McConnell? Where is he? Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to talk about the important issues of the day. We have no statesman whatsoever anywhere. And I'm going to end with this because, well, <clears throat> this is good news to me, and I will dare you to disagree with me on something, and many of you will disagree with me. But again, I am speaking behind this microphone and uh, it's my opinions, my show. I don't have guests. It's just me, what I think. And unfortunately for many people, I'm right. I'm right. Pretty much all the time. Pretty much every time. But Rick Grinnell came out and he said he had a conversation with Trump today, yesterday, whatever. And he believes Trump's going to run in 2024. Now, Many people are going to take that news and say, no, no, this is horrible. He needs to just retire already. He's done too much damage. He's unpopular. He's damaged goods. And all of you are wrong. All of you are wrong. I stand by that. And I'll, and I'll tell you this. Those, of, those individuals who come out against Donald Trump and Rick Grinnell's tweet that he thinks Trump's going to run, everyone who comes out and attacks Trump, well, you're a rhino and you're part of the problem. I've already seen people start to write on the so-called conservative side, that we need to become more moderate. Moderate? Did Abraham Lincoln, by the way, need to become more moderate when it came to the issue of slavery? No, he didn't need to become more moderate. He needed to be as radical as he was. Radically pro-Constitution. Radically for the rights of the black American. We don't need moderates. If you, if you identify as a moderate, I want nothing to do with you. If you identify as a moderate, you better look in the mirror, study some history, and understand that that word is filthy and dirty and destructive to this country. The Founding Fathers were not moderates. They were radicals. They were patriots. And that's what's in the blood of conservatives. In our minds, our hearts, our souls. That's what this country was founded on. Radicalism. Radicalism for freedom, the Constitution, and unalienable rights. If you don't want to get on that boat, get with the Democrat Party. But get out of the Republican Party, because I have no time for you, and we don't have any time for you. There's enough of them in the Republican Party, and we need to rid the party of those individuals. So Trump's probably going to run in 2024. I predicted that long ago. That's how ahead of the curve I am. That's how well I can read the tea leaves. That's how well I can dissect and understand the media, where it's going, what they're saying, what it means. 
And that's a good thing for us because we need a leader, and we need a leader yesterday. And I would encourage Donald Trump to come out and make the announcement very, very soon, even before midterms. Look, they can't do any more damage to the guy. They've been attacking him forever. And let me put it to you this way. After all the attacks, after all the claims of, oh, mean tweets, oh, mean tweets, he's so mean. Well, he got how many more million votes in 2020 than 2016? 12, 15 million more votes. So he expanded his voter base despite the filthy lies from the left, the fil- their filthy attacks, relentless attacks against him for his entire presidency. He got more votes. No, no. If you think Trump's damaged goods, you don't live in reality. You're watching too much CNN. You're listening to, to, to too much MSNBC, MSLSD. So get off the LSD. Start thinking for yourself. Start looking at the facts, as I do and many of you do, because Trump's not damaged goods. They fear Trump. And that should, well, that should make you happy, excited about Trump. Because if Trump were damaged goods and had no chance in H-E double hockey sticks at victory again, well, they wouldn't have tried to destroy him after he left office. They wouldn't have continued the attacks. Do you notice, by the way, the left and Democrats? I'll tell you this. When I meet Democrats today, and I live in, of course, Napa Valley, which is, uh, well, ground zero for liberalism because I'm close to Sacramento, you got a bunch of blowhards up here because Newsom has a winery out here and they don't want to buck anything and they want to go along to get along. So they'll say whatever they need to do to agree with Newsom and his dictatorship. But um, anyway, the point is these individuals out here, Democrats, they're still focused on Donald Trump. They're not focused, of course, on anything happening with Joe Biden, with the corruption. And they don't care. This is what's amazing and disturbing to me about my Democratic counterparts, my American citizens, my brothers and sisters who are Democrats. They don't care. They don't care what happens to me. They don't, want, they don't care what happens to you. As long as it's coming from the Democrat Party, from the jackass's mouth, the donkey, that's their sign. It's okay. They don't care. That's what's frightening. Because I'll tell you what. If a Republican, if a conservative, if, a, if, a, if Donald Trump were out there calling for the illegal surveillance of his political opponents, if our side was telling our fellow citizens on our side to report anyone who was a Democrat to the FBI? If Donald Trump was using his son to get money from foreign enemies to enrich himself? If the Chinese and one of Donald Trump's sons 
had deals, were paying Donald Trump's son millions of dollars to do nothing, I would object. And so would you. And that's the point. That's the difference. You and I actually apply the same standards to everyone. And that's the truth. And so anyway, Donald Trump's probably going to run now in 2024. I'm excited about it. We'll see who his candidate's going to be. It's not going to be Mike Pence because Mike Pence is a loser and he proved it in the end. But that's good news. And the sooner the better. And I would encourage you to support Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump, yeah, he made some mistakes here and there. No person is perfect. But overall, he understood you and me. He understood his, his base. He understood conservatism better than many conservatives, oddly. And he did everything he could to enrich this nation, strengthen this nation. We had the lowest historic black unemployment in modern history. These things are not small things. And if it weren't for the media, if the media had actually covered Trump in a fair way, well, you wouldn't be feeling this way. That Donald Trump's the problem. Donald Trump's not the problem. The media is the problem, and they're not going to change. And if it's not Trump and it's someone else who runs in 2024, they're going to get the same Trump treatment because it doesn't matter. It's not Trump they hate. It's you that they hate. It's me that they hate. It's anyone who opposes them, who speaks the truth, who dares to stand up to them. That is who they hate. And anyone who does that is going to be viciously attacked. Mitt Romney, they destroyed him when he ran against Barack Obama. Do you remember that? They made up stories about him. They made up lies about him to destroy Mitt Romney. And I don't like Mitt Romney. He's a horrible person. But what they did to, to Mitt Romney was more horrible still. And so, you know, we've got the Supreme Court justices like Kavanaugh, for example, who they tried to destroy with Blasey Ford, who came out and made these ridiculous allegations against him because he was a Supreme Court nominee that was a, you know, from Trump. They smeared him like they smeared Clarence Thomas. They dragged him through the mud. But Kavanaugh's not conservative. And I actually regret that I defended him. But my point is, it doesn't matter if you're a rhino like Kavanaugh or somebody with balls like Trump. You get treated the same because you're not a Democrat. And so what we need is somebody who is going to stand up for us and who is not going to cave. And Trump proved that he would not cave. Trump proved that he would fight back. Trump proved for the first time in my lifetime, at least of being politically aware, that he was finally willing to get into that boxing ring with the Democrats and he refused to keep his gloves on. The Democrat parties been fighting us in a boxing match for decades, and they put on brass knuckles and demand that we keep our gloves on. You lose that way. 
And we have to play for keeps. We have to play to win. We have to play to save our country because that's what is at stake. So we got a lot of soul searching to do. But I'll tell you what, folks. I'll tell you what. I'll end on this positive note. You know, there's some painful, painful moments ahead for us, no doubt. But I'm telling you, we're going to prevail. I know it sounds bleak. I know it looks bleak. I know even the things I've talked about here are bleak, and they are. But look, we can't, we can't put our heads in the sand. We can't ignore reality. That doesn't do any good. You have to understand your enemy if you're going to defeat your enemy. And for too long, we've refused to acknowledge the danger that the enemy was. We act like, oh, no, they're not so bad. No, they are that bad. They are totalitarians. But if we can acknowledge that they're totalitarians, just like in World War II, we could acknowledge the danger that was Hitler. Look, Neville Chamberlain was naive. The prime minister of, of, of England was naive. And he did great damage to the United Kingdom and to the war cause because he tried to appease Hitler. He believed Hitler. Hitler told him, you know, he wasn't going to do this. He wasn't going to attack them. And, not, and, 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 you know, the point is Neville Chamberlain did not understand the enemy. He didn't want to understand the enemy. He wanted things to be all, you know, rose petals and sunshine and rainbows. And he was lying to himself. And it exacerbated things. But then we got Winston Churchill, who understood who Hitler was. And he was determined to defeat Hitler at any cost. And he took great political damage in the end. He didn't end on a positive note, per se. But he was the man for the time. You don't have to love Winston Churchill, everything about him and his personal life and so on and so forth. But he was the right man at the right time for the job. And I'm telling you right now, Trump is still the right man at the right time for the job. You don't have to love everything about him. And for God's sake, when you sit here and criticize Donald Trump, if you're criticizing Donald Trump and saying, oh, mean tweets, look at Joe Biden. Look at Kamala Harris. You know, we're not fighting against Jesus Christ. We're fighting against Satan. All right? So get over the mean tweet. And you, actually, you know what's funny? We don't have to worry about the mean tweets because he's not even allowed. On, he's prohibited from being on Twitter. He is exiled from Twitter. He is disallowed. He's, he's been permanently banned from Twitter. So don't worry. He can't mean tweet, but, you know, you can still get on there and see, you know, the, the Iranians tweet. You can see the Cuban dictator tweet. You can see all sorts of totalitarian dictators tweet. They're not kicked off, just Donald Trump. So don't worry. No more mean tweets. He, can't, he, he literally can't mean tweet when he runs again because he's kicked off Twitter. But the point is, you got to gear up for battle because we are at war. And we got to win this thing. And I want to win it politically. The Democrat Party doesn't care. They'll take this all the way to the bloody end. That's what they've always done. That's who they are. And uh, that's their selfish, totalitarian nature. But you and I, we just got to wake up. We got to acknowledge what we're up against and band together. Look, there's 75 million of us, okay? That's no small feat. And I just want to encourage you. You know, I see it all the time when I write articles and people start, you know, everybody wants to be important. Everybody wants to have something to say. They want to disagree. They want to act like they're smart, you know, when I write an article. Oh, you didn't say this or you didn't mean this or I'm, the world is coming to an end. How can you? Don't be like that. Don't be like these idiots. You know, they're dumb people on our side too. 
and they're pessimists, and they just want to throw in the towel and say, oh, my, it's all over. The Republicans are horrible. We can't possibly win, whatever. Yeah, okay, whatever. You know, things, things are hard, right? Get used to it. But we're not victims. So let's just work with what we have. Let's correct the things that we need to correct. And just, you know, dig in. So anyway, this is my broadcast for today. Don't be depressed, folks. Don't be depressed. I'm not depressed, all right? Yes, I'm angry. I'm upset. But, um, but I have confidence. You know I have confidence? Because, you know, it's so funny. I feel like I can see uh, 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 America somehow when I sit behind this microphone. And, and I, I, I do see it um, in some ways. It's just strange to say. But I just, you know, I, I live in communist California, but I can feel, feel people out there. And even when I'm not behind this microphone, I just know. I know that we haven't given up. I know that we're still the majority in this country. We are. We just are. And the media isn't going to help you understand that. They're going to try and do everything they can to deter you from understanding the truth, which is that we are the majority. The silent majority still exists. It's always been that way in America. We've been here before. So buck up. Have some confidence. I've got your back. I'm sitting here. I'm willing to take the slings and arrows. And some of you have to be willing to do that too. All right? We're not being asked to run into enemy gunfire right now. We're just being asked to make small sacrifices. It doesn't even feel like a sacrifice. I'm telling you, when you, when you start talking, when you start becoming you know, confident in who you are and your beliefs and your conservatism, that's fine. Look, we needed to go through this. We needed to have these pains because we didn't appreciate what we had for a long time, okay? We didn't adequately understand the greatness of America, but now we see it because now we're being confronted with something that's anti-American in our own country. And so, you know, these things happen for a reason. But now we can all be grateful. We can celebrate America. We can understand how much... Uh, of a blessing this place is, and now understand it's worth fighting for. So that's what I have to say for this broadcast. You'll hear from me again. Do me a favor. Give this a five-star review if you get a chance. And I don't really care about reviews so much. I just want people to listen. I want people to get the word out. And I want to light fires under people's you-know-whats. So all that said, God bless you all. And until next time, this is Drew Allen.